Hi, I'm Maya, and my pronouns are she and her. Hi, I'm Angela, and my pronouns are they and them. And this is Nichities, the podcast where we tackle niche topics and relevant issues, including race, gender, and how to leave a first date's house when you realize they don't own hand soap. Welcome back. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and rate our podcast. You can also find us on social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, at Nichities Pod. Let's get into this week's episode. Yo, 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 what the fuck is up? What's up with me? Period. What's up with me is that I refuse to ask for help. And I I didn't know that that was something that I possess so strongly. That makes two of us. I know. And also, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> well, I knew it about you, but I didn't know it about myself. We share a lot in common. We do. Um, This week, um, I had two examples of it just smack me in the face back to back. One. I almost bought a new laptop this week. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Yeah. I I am, as we all know, the sound engineer. Engineer the sound. The software I was engineering the sound with was having a problem running because there wasn't enough space on my disk, which means there wasn't enough space on my hard drive in my computer, apparently. Whatever. I deleted a bunch of stuff and it still didn't get better. And I was like, what the heck is going on? It's 2023. I don't store any files on my laptop. You know what I mean? Like, it's in the cloud. It's in the drive. It's somewhere else. So I was like, what's going on? So I look, and on my computer, it shows you where your storage is. And it was like, where is it? Well, okay, what's taking up room? Yeah. And it was like a huge chunk of, like, other. And I was like, what the fuck is other? Honestly. What is? What could be other? (laughs) Porn. So I was like, well, essentially, I now I need a new laptop. This laptop is just old. And I need a new one. I decide <laughs> to get a new laptop. I drive Angela, please. over to the Best Buy after work. And I'm like, I'm going to get one. You were just going to walk in and pick and just. I had done some research. Okay. And I knew which one I wanted. Okay. And I, w- I was prepared. I was like, I'm buying it. Well, lucky for me. Didn't you just buy a new hard, like a new backup hard space drive? I'm not a computer engineer. Was basically what this comes down to. I don't know. Was okay. Okay. I did, and that stores our audio, but not the software that edits our audio. Okay. Yeah. Like that still has to run off my computer hard drive. Yeah. So I'm in the Best Buy, and you have to like sign up for someone to help you. Yeah, you have to like have an appointment for Geek Squad. Yes. Whatever the fuck that's about. I've been there for entirely too long. I'm ready to drop like three k on a new laptop, and I'm like, (laughs) listen. You know what? They're taking too long. I'm going to steal a new laptop. Based on the fact that I'm willing to drop this amount of money, they should be over here now. I mean, you're not wrong. Literally. Like, I came in there credit card in hand. So I was like, okay, let me leave. <laughs> let me go home. Let me do a few more Google searches before I make this rash decision to make sure it needs to be made. Yeah. A few more Google searches later, I was like, oh, I'm going to just factory reset my computer. Because that's how you get all the other storage off there. And they were like, oh, other people with Macs have this problem too. Blah, 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 blah. Did it. Took 15 minutes. Honestly, when you turn it on, had to redo all my settings. It's like having a brand new computer anyway. All of this is to say I live with a man who works in IT. Angela. Angela. (laughs) It never once occurred to me to ask him. How I could make my laptop work. I mean, to be fair, it never occurred to me either. I mean, who who thinks of asking for help? 
And how did you, how'd you get there? One, who thinks of asking for help for computer things? I'm about as young as it gets. And if I, a young person, doesn't know how to work a computer, <laughs> no one else does. Not as young as it gets. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed. <laughs> me, a 25-year-old, as young as I can. I'm as young as it gets. It's babies, me. Like, I don't know what to tell you. That is the... F- and babies definitely couldn't figure it out. <laughs> exactly. That's so funny. So, I've got all that going on. Did you end up telling your IT uncle? All about it. And he would have been able to help? Yes. <laughs> So, so either the person who lives in your house or Google could have helped you faster than that whole. Mm-hmm. Yep. Than driving across town to Best Buy? Yes. And waiting for 15 minutes? Yes. Later that day, you and I texting. I'm exasperated. I got to set up my whole new computer. I've got therapy. I've got a lot going on. I'm uh-huh. in, in the middle of being sick. Yes. I'm tired of it all. Yeah. I was like, hey, podcast is going to drop late. Because there's simply nothing I can do about it. And you were like, would you like me to do the actual editing for it since it's our podcast? <laughs> it never once crossed my mind that I could just ask you to do that part. <laughs> never once. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd actually be really, really nice. I'd like that a lot. Didn't think to ask. <laughs> and I usually wait to offer because sometimes I offer and you're like, no, nah, don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> actually, stop thinking about it. Get away from it. So I usually wait to ask. But you know what? I fully get it. I had to remember that I could offer. So. Exactly. You know. And the the rest of that night, I just sat there thinking, damn, I could just ask. But it's hard. And who thinks of that? That's what it is. It's not even like that it's hard. Because when I come up to this issue, I like sometimes it's a pride thing. But most of the time, the real issue is it never crosses my mind. Me either. I'm just like, I've got to get it done alone. That's how you do it. That's how people do things. Alone. And don't they? They must. A- apparently not. Apparently not. Supposedly not. Could have fooled me. No. I'm right. Yeah. I'm running into this mm-hmm. issue in just about every facet of my life. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I love to use a resource when I'm the one who's using it and I'm not asking anybody. And I love to tell somebody else to use a resource. And like, no, I love to use a resource that will allow me to do it by myself. <laughs> Yes, that's the one. <laughs> like, if I just need a tool, fine. Because I can't, I, I can't do it. It's so hard. It's so hard. I get it. From me to you, let's never ask for help. Yay! <laughs> Maya, what the fuck is up with you? It's that time of the year. And you know what time it is. The best month. February. Ta-da! Imagine like a rainbow of hearts across a pink sky. I love February. If you were here last year, you'll know this. I love it. It's great. It's doing it again. It's still being a great month. Every every year it comes around and it really pulls through for me. It's like, oh, you get a little snowstorm here, a little bit of 40s here, a little bit of warm, a little bit of wind, a little bit of, oh, you did fall on the ice, but love is in the air. Like, it is everything to me. everything to me i love february i don't hate february which i think is like an outstanding endorsement for a winter month for me yeah the rest of the winter months not good bad i would say february might be the best yeah although i will say this the the snowstorms every week on thursday are are starting to irk (laughs) me (laughs) a weekly thursday snowstorm the weekly reminder that it is in fact still winter yeah 
But then also the weekly reminder that it could not be. It could not be. Like, it was light when we got here today. The sun was still out. That's crazy. I love February. February's good. It's so good, and I just love it so much. And everybody who I love, their birthday's in February. Um, This is a public announcement and apology. Well, <laughs> okay. Angela feels offended, but I meant that. My birthday's no. in June. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a public apology to... My cousin, Caitlin, who doesn't listen to this podcast because she shouldn't because she's a minor. Fair enough. Um, Because just like Angela, actually, Angela can probably relate to this. Um, Every year, I think her birthday is uh two days before after it really is. And so every year, I'm like, either her birthday is the day before Valentine's Day or the day after. And every year I get it wrong. And so surely I texted her today and I'm like, oh, my God. Isn't it even your golden birthday? No. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Left and right. Wrong, wrong, wrong golden birthday already passed two years ago and i knew that i was there i was gonna say you sell you definitely celebrated that was there yeah Yeah. i was there so anyway um i did say i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) and i did put it in my calendar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what's the worst is i don't have facebook anymore so it's really hard to double triple quadruple snoople check and i don't have twitter anymore and that's how i was snoople duple checking all my friends but we can't be doing that anymore we just have to put it in our I, our real calendars you do have a real calendar that would make it worse for me i'd be like well i threw that away so i met my google calendar our internet calendar i'm a con i'm a convert i'm in yeah, i'm it- in the google the calendar streets angela has three screens in front of them um and what's this new one tell us about that this is my pretty purple ipad ipad my ipad with the apple pencil attached <laughs> well i have something to tell you unrelated to the podcast but maybe i'll leave it in tea you know the craven brand at hy-vee yes yeah their mozzarella sticks are so fire oh really oh my god okay they're just so good i've been craving mozzarella sticks they are so good i had them today they're they're worth the get <laughs> they don't like you know how those ones we had for a while were popping yeah if you didn't get them at the exact right minute Mm-mm. all the cheese would ooze out Mm-mm. these are more like bready less like crispy no i want a crispy though no, i don't like I a bready, bready cheese stick i feel like just be a chicken tender or something like why you gotta be flexible no, be a hybrid don't be flexible you know me i love a chicken tender but i don't like meat mm-hmm. oh my god i got the hardest chicken tenders the other day i was like you know when you eat meat and you're like no i know i'm eating meat this is a little too meaty no, because I often eat meat and I'm like, this is not close enough to meat for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we have different issues. For me, the further away from meat, the better. I hate it when the I'm The closer like, to a meat alternative, the better. Just eat a chili. Like, I, could, <laughs> I can't do it. Sometimes I'll go to a fast food place and I'll bite into a chicken tender and I'll be like, I get that you were trying to give chicken tender. I get it. It's not it's not right my favorite chicken nuggies from chicken, a fast food restaurant chicken composite are mcdonald's yeah and that's how we should have known uh-huh because that's not it's delicious i won't eat them because i'm like <laughs> this is the furthest the furthest thing from any nugget any that's, chicken that's ever nugged no chicken has ever existed like this and they only come in five shapes that's comforting to me you're making me want canes because i don't <laughs> want my chicken in a realistic chicken shape what do you, what do you have against chickens i just don't need to be reminded that i'm biting into something's muscle that's wrong 
it's not it's only muscle attached to the body off of the body is meat i've got a vegan mindset go to hell (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up shut up like hypothetically i'm not with it but yeah and i avoid meat but i had to buy some pulled pork for work this week because i a don't eat at work so I bought grocery. I stocked it like it's my house. I have a food locker. It oh, says same. Angela's food locker. Okay. Okay. In one yeah. of the lockers. And then I put some stuff in the kitchen. But I had to get. I was like, what can I get that's a meat that will actually sustain me at work? I had to get some pulled pork because I was like, I simply don't eat at work. And when I do, like, it's not anything that's giving me, like, real sustenance. Yeah. The thing about veganism mm-hmm. is that you've got to eat a lot and yeah heartily yeah and often and yeah and when i'm yeah. doing an eight-hour shift not eating it's not good and it's not good for my migraines yes and it's definitely it's not good for anybody no herbivore terrian no any of them. you've got to eat so i stocked it like it's my house speaking of gotta eat i realized part of my perpetual mm, solemnity at work is that I stopped eating snacks at work. <laughs> and I don't know why I did that. So I re-upped on... I also have a drawer at work. That's This is my snacks. After yesterday, after Valentine's Day, my snacks are stocked. Wow. I got so many Valentine's snacks. I got so many Valentine's from children and parents. Ah. Valentine's Day is better than Halloween. I got so much shit. I walked into the elementary kids and I, as a joke, I was like, where are my gifts? They, they brought gifts. me so many gifts. Yeah. That's the day that the, it's like reverse mm-hmm. Halloween is the kids give you gifts. Absolutely. And good thing I had made them pink Rice Krispie treats. Otherwise, I might have felt bad. No, I told them to suck it. Well, I did not. I went around and said, <laughs> I made this for you because I love you. And all of them looked at me and only two of them said, thank you. But the rest of them just looked at me like. Do you think it's professional to tell your employees that you love them? Your employees? Uh-huh. Depends on the employee. <laughs> <laughs> so professional, no. Appropriate? No. Do I? No. Sometimes. You think so? I don't know. I guess I have I have coworkers who've said it to me, which when saying that feels gross. Yeah. Yeah. Things I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. And the way I just described my own work situation it did make me sick to my stomach <laughs> it did and i never wanted to be here uh-huh. but here we are mm-hmm. that's why i said professional no <laughs> has it been done yeah <laughs> Ew, it's giving we're a family here uh-huh bomb but it's you spend 40 hours a week with these people like you bond a little and isn't that the worst part yeah like no matter how you try you bond with someone a little yeah i saw this article about a french guy who won a lawsuit because i saw that he was fired for not for like not attending their holiday party or something right yeah there were like numerous reasons and one of them was like didn't participate in fun events and he was like um you can't fire me for not going to the fucking holiday party because what the fuck is wrong with you and fun for who and i say that every day i say who is this fun for and why are we acting like it's life or death? I work with children. My job is the only job that has to be fun and not for the grown-ups. Literally. Also, we should be recognizing that sometimes I'm not having fun. And that's actually not only allowed, 
But I think it should be encouraged. It is. To me. Do you need to snuffle? Yeah. Oh, that was a deep one. I saw you like trying to like I air snuffle. Bruh, I made myself a makeshift standing desk today because I was like, I cannot sit. Why? Is sitting making your nose right. You know how like when you stand it like can drain? When you sit you get stuffier? No, I don't know that I've ever had that. Hmm. Well standing as the world makes knows, it better. Angela has the worst allergies. And the world now knows. Let anybody forget it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it was also my birthday this last weekend. It so. was your birthday. Don't forget to like tell me that. Like, subscribe, say happy birthday. And give me money. Also, um, I'm gonna take this moment here to bully y'all because like, subscribe, rate, comment, download, ring that fucking bell. We put out episodes every other Wednesday almost all the time. <laughs> and also because if you don't listen to the end, one, you're a bitch, and two, because fucking why aren't you doing it? Rate us. Wherever you're listening to us, stop. Pause. Maybe don't even pause. Like I'll keep talking. I was but just like- gonna say, maybe you could multitask. <laughs> maybe you could do a both. I take it back, I take it back. And go hit the little back bar. Go and rate us. Okay, you did that. Okay, go and subscribe or follow. Or you already did that. Go ahead, get to the Instagram at Nisha D's Pod, like nice D's but with an H. Go ahead and leave us a comment. Two, three, go four. Ahead, go ahead and DM us to a friend or seven. Oh my god, that would be so nice. Yeah, go ahead and get on TikTok. You know, share, comment, like. I don't know how you boost an algorithm, but get to boosting. We don't bully y'all enough. Other podcasts have ads y'all we don't even have those we don't even have uh, i'm gonna start putting ads in here that i'll make up just to spite you bitches other people have ads so the least y'all could do other people get on their podcast and eat and i've never even done that even when i've wanted to never we would never do this y'all other podcasts have men Ugh. we would never and trust me, it's always men that are like, can I be a guest star on your podcast? Literally. And the answer is always never. So look at all the things we do for you. You're welcome. Start appreciating them. And the way to appreciate is to like, comment, download, ring the bell, subscribe, and follow us at on TikTok and Instagram. Watch us get rid of stuff. Yeah. Um, Maya. Yeah. What's been minorly inconveniencing you? This is not the one we start yeah. with every week. Angela, we never start with this one. Okay, Maya. I will make a template for you. I don't know how you forget. You edit the podcast. I know. I listen to every episode at least twice. It's okay. At, at, at minimum, twice. It's okay. Maya, are you ready to fuck me? Kill, but not. Yes. Okay. Okay. You're choosing who to help escape from slavery, save from a burning building, and give an STD. So in that situation, I'm Harriet Tubman. No. (laughs) The people are me. Harriet Tubman. (laughs) Okay. And my matriarchal enslaved ancestors, the first to set foot on this land, not by their own choice. Choose wisely. (laughs) Happy Black History Month. <laughs> okay. 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 
I'm not saving Harriet Tubman for slavery because she could save herself. <laughs> okay. True. I would save. Well, not save. I'm not a savior. I'm not a white savior. I would help the first people from your lineage out of slavery because then hopefully the cycle would stop. I would give an STD to Harriet Tubman <laughs> because that's insane. <laughs> and there had to be audio footage of me saying I would give an STD to Harriet Tubman. <laughs> what was the third activity? Save from a burning building. Oh, I'd save you from a burning building. <gasps> Except that one time when I left you in our building. You actually did, and it was actually on fire, and I was in the flames. Angela, tell the people what happened. So if I could get a redo, I would get that. Um, okay. One morning, I'm asleep in my bed. I remember being face down, passed out, spread out on my bed. Now, one thing about me, I hate mornings, and I don't want to be spoken to for, like, the first at least 30 minutes of being awake. Don't talk to me. Maya comes into my room <laughs> and goes, hey, just want to let you know that um, the fire alarm's about to go off. Okay, bye. And I was like, this bitch. <laughs> I get up, fire alarm, beep, 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 beep. Then next thing you know, all of them, beep, 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 beep. Loud as hell. <laughs> you want to know what my reaction was? I surely put on some pants, walked right out of that building and went to the parking lot to smoke a cigarette until it was done. <laughs> I surely went out. <laughs> okay, because here's the thing. You also have to say that I said that incredibly quickly because I knew they were about to go off. Oh, yeah. I was like, the fire alarm's about to go off. <laughs> and then like ran from my room because <laughs> uh, I was trying to stop it but I knew that would be a bad way to be awoken so I awoke you with my surprise I got dressed looked at you said I'm going outside <laughs> <laughs> and didn't come back in until it was done and meanwhile I was fire fighting <laughs> you, were, you were like opening every window turning on fans trying to take batteries out of shit and i was just like i can't be bothered (laughs) at this here moment in time so thanks for saving me this time this time i will save you from a burning building and this time only (laughs) (laughs) next time i don't know angela maya what do you have for me this week i have for you some options period your options are never eat again be allergic to or have with every meal Mm -hmm. the foods in question are the olive garden mints oreo cakesters orange gatorade from a nipple bottle (laughs) you know me too fucking well it's kind of scary (laughs) so oh it took me a minute it took me a minute i had some basic foods and then i was like no 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 gotta make this hard I will never eat an Oreo cakester again. Oh. Because, if you remember, the cakester lore is they existed in the early 2010s and then got discontinued for a decade. So, if I made it through that, I think I could keep it going. Fair enough. And truthfully, it's like $5 a box for like 10 cakesters. They're expensive as fuck. So, I can barely afford to eat them now. I was going <laughs> to buy you some one day and then I was like, no. No, they're so expensive. They're so expensive. <laughs> Um, I 
would be allergic to orange Gatorade. Oh. I would. Because I have to eat <laughs> Olive Garden Mint at every meal. I knew it. By the boatload. And it, that would be a nice topper to a meal. Like, you get done yeah. with a meal, Olive Garden Mint. 30 to 75 minutes. Like, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds so good. Maya's running bit is asking the server for as many mints as they will give her. Yeah, because it's rude to be like, hey, give me more mints, more mints, more mints. <laughs> so I figure the most polite way to do it is to be like, as many as you're willing and able to give me wink wink i hope someone just comes out with a box one day i'm waiting for it <laughs> i'm waiting and last time i went to olive garden was with my friend for their birthday and ter- we had never been to olive garden before well no i'd never been with them and so it was at that moment that i realized we both love mints and so as i was hoarding the mints into my purse they were like oh i also love the mints and want all the mints Oh, no, I was like, what did I say? Did you have to share? I ha- And it was their birthday. You had to share. So I said, here are all the mints. It killed me. I said, here are all the mints. <laughs> I'm a good person. You're very polite. I, said, I don't know if I'd go that far, but polite for here sure. Here are all of them. <laughs> and meanwhile, I was dying inside. <laughs> Not because I didn't want to, but because I, I, I was diametrically opposed. And then a server came over who I think they were friends with or something and i'm like did you know that they love mints so then the server went and got them a box full of like a to-go box full of mints i had no mints and that's okay it's okay because it's their birthday they don't have to give you mints. i think they might have given me a couple but like but like they don't have to share their hoard with you no it's their birthday but that does suck and that would make me feel very sad (laughs) i hate sharing i'm not a good sharer i (laughs) mean I'm gonna be honest. It like awakens some like childish impulse in me, and I fucking hate. And it. it's actually hilarious <laughs> to me because I'm like, this is actually the simplest thing that anyone can do. And I hate. And you're sharing. like, actually, you must get your own. <laughs> Once I smelled Angela's stuffed animal for just too long, and they were pissed, took it from me, <laughs> and then were like, I'm gonna get you your own stuffed animal, so you never have to smell this one again. <laughs> That's an insane thing to do. I love you and I need you to know that that is actually the most unhinged thing that could ever have happened. What? I hate sharing. I don't get it, but I I love you. Like a running joke in my family is one time I shared a birthday cake with my cousin who's four days, like her birthday is four days after mine. I hated it. After it happened, I was like, I'm never doing that again so like this year she was like i said something about sharing a cake or something and she goes oh now you want to share a cake with me and i was like actually no i was being nice because <laughs> you never want to have your name written in frosting next to anybody else's name fuck no that, does- <laughs> that doesn't make any sense well not on my birthday if we're sharing an achievement if we both worked for something like if we had a podcast cake and our names were together fine no we have to get separate cakes (laughs) at this point so what if and i don't even like cake that much true (laughs) that's the real this is just psychotic so what if it was like june 13th so it's not your birthday it's not her birthday 
that's in the middle it's a joint birthday party would you be okay i wouldn't have a joint birthday party what if it was a surprise joint birthday party would you be pissed that both your names were on the cake i think as an adult well yeah i still would be (laughs) (laughs) i would love to say no i would love to sit here and look at you and lie to you and say no i think i would still probably have some feelings about it and that's a little shameful for me but it's also who i am how does this show up in your everyday life? I've got to know. <laughs> I don't think of other people often. Like, like, okay, you've seen it with one of my friends, right? I would be, like, at our house making something to eat. Oh, yeah, Angela will never cook for another person. No, and they'd be like, oh, don't worry. I didn't want any anyway. And I'm like, great. I wasn't thinking about you. I wasn't going to share with you. <laughs> I, I thought about that the other day. I was like, I don't know that Angela's ever just, like, been cooking and been like would you like some i did do it a couple times when you and i lived together because i'm actively trying to be better about yeah, it yeah with like a soup yeah and like some other things mm-hmm. i tried to be better yeah i was working on it i'm still working on it i don't it. think it's a bad thing i just was like hmm they don't do that readily no i don't <laughs> i also like that's the one thing i'll be like i am an only child i which is insane to me because I... There was never anyone else around for me to give anything to. Yeah. In my family, it was like, you're fending off people because we had to share. Like, one thing I'm finding I struggle with living alone is, like, I don't want to cook because I don't have anyone to share it with. Like, that is a motivator for me of, like, I'm also feeding someone else. So if I'm just feeding myself, I'm like, I guess I'll die I guess I'll spend $75. I like me too. You know? Yeah. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I don't want to cook for myself. I sure as shit though. However, do not want to cook for someone else. That's fair. I also feel like I have like the stereotypically maternal whatever trait of like I need to like feed and bathe and clothe clothe everyone. Right. Yeah. Maya, what's been minorly inconveniencing you? Um, when men follow me in their cars. Ew! On purpose. Ew! This <laughs> happened again? Yes! I don't know if I told it on the pod, but last year, someone essentially, like, wouldn't let me get over in traffic, and then, so I had to, like, abruptly cut them off or I was gonna die. And then they followed me. And then last week, oh, far less climactic than that, I was pulling out of my spot in the Aldi parking lot. So much happens at Aldi. And there was a truck who started pulling out as I was pulling out of their parking spot. I just kept pulling out and drove away. We weren't near each other. No one honked. No, There was not an almost crash. Nothing happened. So I'm thinking, cool. I'm going to, as well as I went to go get gas. So I pull out. I Nothing happened. So I'm not worried someone's going to follow me. So as I drive like two miles away to the gas station and park at a pump, I see someone pull behind my car idle and like pull around my car to leave but like almost hit me and i'm like oh my god it was that same guy oh my god so um uh, please don't do that to any why would you do that to someone (sighs) that's the scariest thing i've ever heard (sighs) i've never once been like oh i should follow them no what no what so oh my god that's i am so sorry that is so fucking scary if i had a nickel for every time a man followed me in the car i'd have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's surprising it happened twice it is 
So that's my. That's fucking terrifying. I remember when me and my aunt got followed around the parking lot by a man, and I was just. It's so scary. It is very scary. It's so fucking frightening. Mm -hmm. And this time I was like fully alone. At least last time I was going to my family's, but yeah. And like, what are you going to do? What is the follow through? And they don't. They always just like want to glare at you. Right. I'm very sorry to you. I'm sorry you almost got killed. I agree. But we survived. You did. Um, what's been minorly inconveniencing me? Exactly. Having a runny nose. <laughs> yes. It is like genuinely the most irritating thing in the world. And it also feels so childish to have a runny nose. <laughs> like, what am I, a baby? My nose is just running and I can't help it. Do you feel like you have a runny nose like all the, like you're long? Not anymore. Oh, that's true. You do have allergy yeah. shots and stuff. Yeah. I have a runny nose year round. Mm-hmm. Now it's just mostly when I'm sick and I'm like stuffy and things yeah. are running and it's right now today and I'm just like, am I gonna fucking blow a snot bubble next? Like, what's next? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There, and there's nothing good you can do about it. And you know when you're so no. like runny and you're like, I'm just gonna stick a fucking Kleenex up there. Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Because I'm gonna have to keep using it. But also now I gotta, now I gotta put Vaseline on and in my nose. Do you put do you Vaseline the inside of your nose? Yeah, I started doing that because of you. Yeah. Oh, I didn't always do that. Am I the only person in the world who Vaseline's the inside of their nose? No, I think not everybody has as bad of allergies as you and I do. That's fair. So their nose is probably a lot less dry than ours because we're not like blowing it all the time. Yeah, they're not. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I just. Things are dry, but also runny. And I feel like a child. I feel like a baby. I feel like <laughs> at work, I'm wiping other babies' noses, but also my own baby, which is me. You gotta ask them to wipe your nose back. They wouldn't do a good <laughs> job. <laughs> Once in high school, during a test in AP Human Geography, I had such a runny nose that it was actually a stream <gasps> out of my face. Oh. So I had to like hold and like, I think I couldn't get up to get a tissue for some reason. Maybe it was pride. But I had to, I was like plugging a nostril while I was taking a test because otherwise it would like a full stream <gasps> would get on my paper. Oh, that's <laughs> fucking horrible. And I was sitting next to a cute senior boy and I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing. I quite literally have a nose faucet. <laughs> like, and it won't be turned off, it won't be deterred. Yeah. I fully relate as a less chronically allergy person than you less allergy head mm-hmm. yeah um you ready to talk about our subject i'm so fucking excited also i'm so fucking okay what is it i'm so excited i have <laughs> no idea okay so i've brought you all here today to talk about the 2010 hit movie i don't know if that's true i just made it up valentine's day with a lineup like that there's no way it wasn't a hit it was. There's something for actually everybody except if you're gay or black or a person of color in any way. Yeah. <laughs> Speak any other language <laughs> than English. Have any other values. It's not for you. But um, I, I don't actually know how to talk about a movie on a podcast. How you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many movie podcasts that have come before us. You know what I mean? That I don't know formally how it's done. So, let's get into it. So, you have opened up a can of worms, because now I'm excited to, at some point, make you watch a movie. 
And <laughs> also, I think typically they start with a, a recap of the movie so people know what they're oh, talking about. Oh, that's what about. I've got. Yeah. yeah. I just mean, don't hate me if this is bad. Kay. Too late. <laughs> Let's talk about the stars. This movie is takes star-studded to a whole new level. Jessica Alba, Kathy Bates, Jessica Biel, Bradley Cooper, Eric Dane, Patrick Dempsey, Hector Elizondo from The Princess Diaries, Jamie Foxx, Jennifer Gardner, Hattie, Tover Grace, Boo, Bad Performance, Anne Hathaway, A Star, Ashton Kutcher, and Iowan, Queen Latifah, Maya's Baby, literally, Taylor Lauder, George Lopez, Shirley MacLaine, Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts, and Taylor Swift. Nepotism baby in full action, Emma Roberts and Julia Roberts. Fuck that. And also, I was taking notes during this. About halfway down the page, about 10 minutes of the movie, I've name dropped 10 people and I say, the way I have an opinion about every single celebrity in this. (laughs) I was like, I should start writing about the plot. (laughs) Um, It's got everyone. And I think that's what got me. That's why I wanted to see the movie in 2010. That's why I saw it in theaters. Because I was like, it's a rom-com for everyone. I wanted to see Taylor and Taylor. Taylor and Taylor. And re-watching it, I was like, oh, they gave us what we wanted. They gave us scenes together. They gave us the 13 on the back of the hand. They, it, ugh. But, it, yeah. That was, was the purpose of this movie. Is They gave you everything you wanted. Yeah. yeah. It was wild. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maya, do you want to give... I have very specific plot points written down that we can get into more later. Yeah. Do you want to give a short overview description of this movie for people who don't know maybe what it's about or what the kind of like setup of this movie is? Yeah. Because you may be thinking, how could you fit so many stars in one movie? Yeah, it was a cash grab. Um, so it's... And they grabbed my cash. <laughs> and they still are. Yeah. So it's like kind of hard to wrap up the whole like the plot because there are like maybe two dozen individual couples and all of the couples overlap in some way so this couple you know the guy his best friend is in a different couple and that guy's son is in a different couple so you see all the way these people's lives are connected and then it's all set on valentine's day so it's all about like you know a married couple and parents and then teen love and then like sexual teen love versus like platonic teen love and then like cheating and all this kind of like being single on valentine's day so but all these people are intertwined in some way and then it like jumps back and forth between each of their relationships and it's like fucking whiplash because every relationship both people are incredibly famous (laughs) and there's like not a filler person to behold no except maybe the child actor who i'm sure is like a ceo now he's somebody literally and i think maybe i think maybe ashton kutcher is kind of like the lead in the whole movie that's what i would say yeah everybody gets pretty semi-equal screen time Mm -hmm. but like they follow ashton kutcher who and we're gonna i'm gonna use actors names because there's 30 celebrities there's no use in calling them jane no no so Ashton Kutcher owns a flower shop with fucking George Lopez. And so his whole thing is like he proposes to someone and everyone's surprised that she says yes. 
they get broken up with. His best friend is trying to do a big romantic gesture, but finds out she's getting cheated on. Um, and so a lot of this centers around the flower shop delivering flowers. Yes. Which I think is like a cute setup. We really follow mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher from like the start of his morning to the end of his day. Like we start with Ashton, mm-hmm. we end with Ashton, which I think is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Remember when Ashton Kutcher acted? Oh my God. No. <laughs> Who would have remembered? So this movie got pretty short reviews, but it did really well at the box office. And I can see why. Like, this movie is not for film buffs, but then again, what is? Like, I think people who are in... (laughs) I get it that, like, film is art, but, like, it's so accessible that, like, it feels different than that do you know what i mean to critique it in the same way you would like a painting or like i know that movie is like movies no. are fine arts but like to me it just feels super uppity when somebody's uppity about a movie do you know what i mean um because like no. not all art is made for the masses i feel like but a lot of movies yes. are i think yes i get what you're saying i i do kind of disagree in that i still think that there is value in like viewing movies as pieces of art and like dissecting them in that way but also i think that there's always a i think there should be a continuum and that's where places where like rotten tomatoes and imdb who like do critiques on actually every single movie i think that's where some of it goes wrong is that it's like sure we could look at call me by your name or something or even i don't know a marvel movie and be like oh the cinematography and the lighting and the blah 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 but like not everything is written for that purpose. And then I think that this movie really highlights that, right? Like yeah. this movie was made for the masses. This is not made for film buffs. You no, know? Like it wasn't this... even made to have plot. No. Yeah. This maybe movie was made to be simple and feel good. Yeah. And that's what it did. And I think why... it did that really well. So like to have any other critique, then that feels very trite to me. Like I, I think that's fair. And I think that's why I don't ever give a fuck about the like it has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes because you know what has 10% on Rotten Tomatoes every rom-com and children's movie that's what I mean like ever been made exactly like find me a film buff who is like this romantic comedy was a work of art like you can't and it's me fair enough (laughs) valid because yes I I agree that like this movie is not meant it it would fail every metric if that's how we were judging it and that's because it was not meant to be held within those parameters and that is okay yes that's okay so i just wanted to say that and now angela hates movie buffs i just think it's a recurring theme i do anyways you know what let me not even try to justify it i hate them anyways um let's get into some of the plot points because i feel like you will have a lot to say about these things as do i okay okay we're gonna start with ashton kutcher Flores Ashton Kutcher wakes up and proposes to his girlfriend, Morley Clarkson, who is Jessica Alba, and she's a blonde in I this. was going to say Jessica Biel, but I was like, that's incorrect. Jessica Biel doesn't have a boyfriend. Jessica Alba, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx, by the end of the movie. Stupid. Why'd they put them together? Anyways, Ashton Kutcher wakes up, proposes to his girlfriend, Jessica Biel. No. No. Said it wrong again. And I literally wrote both the Jessicas. Exactly, because why I wrote the Jessicas in here? Anyway, it was who, 2010. who accepts? Ashton Kutcher's closest friends, George Lopez, 
and Jennifer Gardner are both super surprised when they find out that one of the Jessicas says yes. And then they're not surprised when that same Jessica changes her mind and leaves Ashton a few hours later. I would like to talk about George Lopez's character in this movie. I would too. So let's talk about it. Okay. He has very little screen time and he doesn't have a plot. Like, no, he very much plays. Let's get into the tropes. He is kind of, there might be a better, a different term for this, but the magical Negro role, even though George Lopez is not a Negro. Um, and the magical Negro trope is like the idea of a character coming in to like be wise and maybe a little bit magical or spiritual and to guide the main white character and then to have no characteristics themselves, have no plot and to just disappear into the background, which is exactly what George Lopez's character does. We don't see him talk to anybody else, actually. And okay, this there's a specific line that stuck out to me. Okay. His like second line in the film is oh, Doesn't he say like foo? I wrote or, like it, I wrote it down. Fushizzy. No. And also George Lopez. He God says damn. You know me, always preparing for the worst. Immigrant mentality. And he's supposed to be an immigrant. And it's okay to have immigrants in your movie. Just not like this. This movie is also heavily anti-immigrant. I did take some notes about that. It is. Did you notice that? Yes. It's very heavily anti-immigrant. So, like, it that line just did not stick right with me. Like, I think saying always preparing for the worst, that's my immigrant mentality, is not necessarily a problematic line taken by itself. Taken with the rest of the context of the movie. Problematic. You made George Lopez say that. And for what? And it's also hard to critique the writing of a movie like this because because there's because it's just meant to be like how many celebrities can we put in how many different sli- in different situations, right? That's kind of the whole purpose of the movie. So it's hard to have meaningful um conversation and dialogue. So like a lot of the dialogue is expository. It's like I can't believe we're here today on Valentine's Day and my boyfriend just broke up with me and you're alone. Like it's not anything very deep because it can't be because of how fast the movie has to move which is totally fine but i think because of that because nothing had to be very deep what the fuck was the immigrant mentality line about that's yeah. the deepest most introspective line you've got in the movie literally and why because they were anti-immigrant at one point what happens they're in the flower shop and it's busy and someone is saying the name of flowers with a heavy accent not even that heavy she was saying chrysanthemums. You, I knew what the fuck that person was saying. And they're like, oh, who speaks Bulgarian? Oh, come over here and translate. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And one of the workers says, you should learn English. I had to when I moved here. Which is such a, like, American who hates immigrants wrote this line. Mm-hmm. Ass line. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, oh, this movie hates immigrants. Which is like, it's crazy the way that shit slips through. It's crazy that they're like, well... Maybe if we don't cast any people of color and don't give the two that are in this any speaking lines, no one will know that I'm a fucking bigoted, xenophobic racist. And yet it comes through. The only two people, the only two black people in this movie related to the football storyline. Oh, I forget Queen Latifah's in this movie and I ride or die for that bitch. I know. I forget that Anne Hathaway's in this movie. And I love her. It was. And then there was a slut shamey. So Anne Hathaway's we'll get there. was slut-shaming, yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. I would like to ask one more question about this particular storyline. 
Would you tell your friend if you knew that they were going to propose and you thought their partner was going to say no? Like, say it was me. I was going to propose. I was telling you all about it. I was so excited. And you thought my partner was going to say no. Would you tell them? I can't say I would. Oh, God. And the way that we hate weddings. I don't know where I would intervene truthfully. Mm-hmm. And, like, I like to say that I would. I would like to say that I could intervene. But I'm not sure that I could. And I don't even know if I would do it if the roles were reversed. Like, if if they were going to propose to you, would I be like, yo, Angela's not feeling it? Like, no. I just don't feel like that's my place. Yeah, the Ashton Kutcher character was, like, really upset. Like, you all thought she didn't care about me? And, like... No one told me? But I don't know. Like, if you can't figure that out, I don't know that your friend telling you is going to help. Like... No, and, like, my job as a friend is not necessarily to keep you from that. It's to support you through that. Yeah. And then talk shit about it behind your back. Come on! <laughs> like, I'm definitely going to turn to Maya and be like, I knew they were going to say no. But that's, you know, different. Also, she clearly did not like him. So I don't know what he was The whole about. time. The so. whole time she was like, I'm going to have to tell them that you proposed if I wear the ring to work. And I was like, <laughs> Bestie, what? I'm going to have to get married to you if I wear the ring to work. And it's like, okay, girl, just say no. okay would you say no in the moment or would you like get caught up and have to say no later she tried to run away so the jessica alba character (laughs) had the thing about it tried to run away instead of turning down ashton kutcher and he caught her in the act of running away i mean i think it would depend on the context i think if someone was this this context where someone was proposing to me alone in our apartment in bed i think i'd say no yeah you know what i mean and he proposes the second she wakes up yeah like actually shit you propose the second i wake up i'm bound to say no even if i like you even if angela liked them don't fucking talk to me in the morning yeah yeah i don't i just don't think that it's your friend's place to tell them no no and like if you want me to do that go ahead and tell me you tell me right now if you want me to be like they don't fuck with you angela (laughs) And I don't know that I do, because I don't know that that would be good for our friendship. You know what I mean? No. Like, I don't think it would be. No. Another plot point I would like to talk about is Edgar and Estelle. Edgar and Estelle are facing troubles of a long marriage. This is all from Wikipedia. Estelle admits to Edward... Estelle admits to Edgar about an affair she had with one of his business partners years ago. Although she is deeply sorry, Edgar is very upset. They end up having a reunion and Estelle says that Edgar has to forgive her and love all of her, not just the parts that he finds lovable. How does that make you feel? I'll go first. That's fucking wild. (laughs) What? To call cheating on someone a part that you may not find lovable. A part (laughs) you may not find lovable is me not wanting to speak in the morning. It's not cheating. Like, I think that's insane. I also think it maybe is insane to end a 50-year marriage about something that happened 30 years ago. Uh, Yeah. However, equating it to something that's just not lovable about you is wild. They didn't give those characters any... There was no purchase for them. There was no way for them to, like, grab hold in the characters. Because it was just like, we've been married and, oh, you're shaking it up and, oh, I'm having... Like, it just didn't make any sense. Oh, no. It didn't make any sense. But also, now that you say that, it makes you think this movie also has a slut-shaming problem. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, I mean, yes, she, well, in the fact that it's she cheated, which isn't 
something we often hear, especially in movies. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't mean it doesn't happen, but in movies, it's not something that people often portray unless they're going for the the angle of like she's a liar, she's keeping him from him, she sleeps around, which he like runs away. The Edgar character runs away from her, and like I can see that, and then yeah, I can see how that gets a little slut shamey. I was just yeah I taking it even at face value right I was like that's you wrote some insane lines you should have gone the direction of like this would be stupid to end a fifty year marriage over literally not that's kind of what this I this is getting. just an unlovable part of me that's yeah. what I heard I mean that's explicitly what they said but I was like <laughs> clearly these people don't know how to write so I was like oh they've been married they're gonna stay married like. like <laughs> Okay. That's nice of you. I took it at face value and said, what? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, excuse me? I'm going to tie it into the slut-shaming plotline. And I love that for you. <laughs> Up next, we have Liz Coran, aka Anne Hathaway, who dates mailroom clerk Topher Grace. He's a mailroom clerk at that. Topher is shocked when he finds out that Anne is moonlighting as a phone sex operator. Anne explains that she is only doing this because she has 100k in student debt. Jason is upset, but eventually, I'm sorry, Topher is upset, but eventually reconciles with her after seeing Edgar forgive Estelle. Yeah, Topher's a bitch for this. And like, Topher's a huge bitch for this. Also, Anne Hathaway, every time, I recently listened to a You're Wrong About Patreon episode about Anne Hathaway. And it's giving me a new appreciation for her. Mm-hmm. She puts her pussy into every performance. She does. Topher Grace did not put his pussy into this performance. No. I also, like, just couldn't figure out what the fuck was supposed to be going on with him. Because he, like, fell in love with the Anne Hathaway character really fast. But then also was, like, quick to slut shame her. Yes. But then also had to see Edgar and Estelle get back together in order to, like, give a fuck. And there was no... This was the only storyline to me where there was, like, no buy-in to root for both of them. Oh, no. I had no reason to root for Topher Grace's character. I did not no. give a shit. And I was like, fuck you, Topher. Get I've- fucked. That was a weird thing that At the end, doesn't Anne Hathaway, like, you know, they reconcile. He's like, I still want to be with you. And she gets a call on her sex line and declines it. Yes. Which, to me, like that's reading very much like he loves her despite this and because he can still love her she will no longer like prioritize her job over him she's gonna give it up for him as if it's not a fucking job right like i just thought that was also a way to like undermine the sex work is work element of it all absolutely yeah absolutely what are we going to tie in Queen Latifah? Because she doesn't have a storyline or a partner and anything in this. She doesn't. So, at the so like yeah, she's supposed to be Anne Hathaway's boss. We learn nothing about her except for she's kind of a bitch. And at the end, she like picks up the sex hotline and is like pretending to be a sex hotline worker. And what a fucking shame. <laughs> yeah, that we didn't get Queen Latifah to be an actual character. Yes, I did here reads tiktok somewhere recently that she has a no death clause in all of her contracts since her first two big movies she died in um set it off and then another one that i don't know 
So now all of her characters, she will not take a character that dies. I love that. And I love that. That's amazing. Literally. No, that's a good clause. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, it must have been TikTok because I saw someone comment. I made Angela watch The Last Holiday. <laughs> yes, you did. And they were like, that makes The Last Holiday even funnier because the whole plot line is like, she thinks she's going to die. And so she's trying to live. <laughs> so she's trying to live it up. And it's Queen Latifah's like, oh, I know I'm not going to die. Actually, actually, me, Queen Latifah, can't die, and it's true. And we wouldn't want her to. I think it's a blessing for her that she's uninvolved in this movie. I was trying to figure out if I was attracted to Topher Grace. I'll say that. Maybe with the lighting, there was a quick moment when he had a little bit of skinny boy abs. When I was like, you know where I'm attracted to Topher Grace more in home economics, <laughs> when he's explicitly unfuckable yes <laughs> i was like is he a little hot and sexy he was so fucking insufferable and anne hathaway was so lovely and she was doing her sex work accent so well and tover grace just came in there and was like i guess he played a crotchety 25 year old well but get, i hated him i wanted to shoot him my note says tover's whole character is just a boy from indiana oh my god he's from indiana i'm only from indiana and you know how sex workers don't work in indiana hey Anne hathaway i'm only from indiana i can't be with you because you're from indiana hi i'm tofer from indiana i was like we know nothing else about him no stupid he works in the mailroom has a shitty apartment is 25 is also from indiana it it was just a wild character things that valentine's day is on the third thursday of every february <laughs> i did like that line i just summed up <laughs> all of tover grace's lines right there i mean easy check for tover grace but plotline number four sean is an nfl player who is 35 and just got dropped by his team wah, wah. eric dane eric dane eric dane <laughs> People are speculating whether or not he will retire. He holds a press conference and decides to finally come out as gay on national television. Everyone thinks his press conference is going to be about whether or not he was going to retire. And then he says, I'm gay and I'm going to play. Holden, aka Bradley Fine-Ass Cooper, Sean's lover, goes back to him. Kisses him on the mouth. Yeah, I forgot about the shoehorned in gay plotline of this because the way we had... Like, they could have cut those scenes and the movie would have been no different. Like, the movie would have been actually no different. I think they threw in Julia Roberts, Bradley Cooper, and Eric Dane last minute to be like, how do we get some gay in here? And they're like, well, she can be a mom and then whatever. I guess they could be gay at the last minute. Not believable. Not actual gay actors. And stupid? Stupid? Here's what I forgot and then quickly remembered i was 13 when this movie came out in 2009 iowa became the third state in the union to say that bans on same-sex marriage were unconstitutional by the end of 2009 there were only six states that's fucking insane to me yeah at one point we were progressive so to me to have an even a gay throwaway character seems wild in a movie that hates immigrants i'm like why did you choose to include the gays yeah i feel like it was like yeah because they clearly were not trying to include people like 
They clearly <laughs> did not give a fuck about being inclusive. No. So it is, yeah, I wonder what exactly was like, someone's gotta be gay. Right. Like, how did it, we get a gay narrative? And it can't be Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting to me. And also to make it a gay NFL player was an interesting take to me because and a gay man on a There plane. is only one gay NFL player active in the NFL today. today. What was going on in 2010 that they were like, we have to have a gay? Yes, yeah, so the gay character. That was the singular. Because they're essentially, they don't even make up a full character. No. <laughs> and they like catfish you the whole time into trying to believe that he's straight. Oh, yeah. And the- then it's like, surprise, I'm gay and I'm going to play. And the catfish with Bradley Cooper. Oh, he's hitting on that Julia Roberts. Which I was like, oh, maybe he's bisexual. Cute. Ooh, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the whole thing was like, he didn't want to be with Eric Dane unless Eric Dane like said, oh, it was out. I'm gay and I'm going to play. I was tuned out by that point. I was like, you've got to be for real. So I was like, maybe he's bisexual. That was the only plot point in which I read any bit into it further than what was being explicitly said because i was like gay but um yeah those are the plot points i wanted to touch on is there anyone's that you would like me to read their their little blurb here the characters that i like the most okay the teens emma roberts i knew you would love the teens it was stupid okay grace smart aka emma roberts is planning to lose her virginity to her boyfriend alex franklin the planned encounter goes awry when Emma Roberts' mother discovers a naked Alex in Emma's room, rehearsing a song that he wrote for Grace. So in this scene, he is naked and a guitar is covering his junk. And he puts one foot up on the bed. And then they don't get the fuck and then she breaks up with him. It was so... I don't know why the storyline resonated with me so deeply. Did they break up? Yeah, They made out in the car at the end. Oh, was she just saying that she wasn't ready? I, I think she just said up. she didn't want to have sex. Oh, I thought they broke up. It was, it was boring. Um, <laughs> I I think that might she be... She was boring. He was horny as hell. I think that might be one of my favorite couples of this whole thing. I don't know why. They're the most practical. They're the most practical. And it starts with... Okay, let me just say that I don't support Emma Roberts. She's a... She sucks. Domestic abuser, yes. Um... So her character, and also I don't know the boyfriend's name in real life. She's me either. That's why I just said yeah. his name is Alex Franklin. He's the only one without an underlined name on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay, there was one unknown. So yeah, we see Emma Roberts' character um, go to like her guidance counselor or someone who was like trying to be like, "Hey, could you come into my office today during lunch?" And she's like, "No, I'm going home to have sex." Like I love that they had planned out that they were going to have sex. I love that she was like logistically. Now is the time for us to have sex. I've decided I want to have sex. He's decided he wants to have sex. Logistically, this is the time when we both decided that we can both have sex. Have. And we're going to do it at lunch. We do it at lunch. It, literally an off-campus lunch. I mean, come on. I eat it up. They go to their parents' house. And the thing, one thing I will say that I was like, boo tomato, was when what's his, her boyfriend is in her house, <laughs> naked, foot on bed, junk out. His mom walks in and they milked that scene for all the hijinks it was work. Oh, all of it. I was like, mom, walk back out and close the door. Turn around. Turn around. Close the door. Uh Uh-huh. They had him stumbling around on the roses. Naked boy with with the guitar. Grab your clothes. Naked boy with a dick out. 
or run away, but they were fumbling like, oh, you're you're naked. You're a mom. You're naked. You're a mom for about three whole minutes. And I was like, now this is bad. You, something should have happened by now. <laughs> and then he like runs through the street naked and there's like no follow up, no repercussions. Nothing. I think that's where this movie lacked for me is yes, we see how like everyone's semi-related, but I think that there could have been some like more detailed Easter eggs because Jamie Foxx is a news reporter and there's like a whole through line of like news cameras being around. I'm like, I feel like there could have been like a quick flash of a segment about random naked boy with a guitar runs through the street. And like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm. I just feel like they didn't connect it thoroughly enough in a way that I think would have been more satisfying. Yeah. It was just a little bit half ass of like, well, the celebrities are here. What more do you want? And I think the answer for me is nothing. I love that you picked a movie to analyze. We'll analyze it. <laughs> I don't want anything else from this movie. I think this movie is perfect and beautiful. Um, I also liked the, the what did I call it? Valen Morp with Jessica Biel. Valen Morp. Valen Morp. Sean Jackson, a closeted gay professional football player, is contemplating the end of his career with publicist Kara Monahan, a.k.a. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel is organizing her annual I Hate Valentine's Day party, but soon becomes interested in sports reporter Jamie Foxx, who is ordered to do a Valentine's Day report by his boss. So contrived. And who shares Jessica Biel's hatred of the holiday. So she throws an I Hate Valentine's Day party at a local Indian restaurant, and she brings a pinata and sends out an evite and no one rsvps but then everyone comes because valentine's day sucks which is also not true i was just gonna say how do you feel about adults who are like boo valentine's day a grip because when i say i think we should abolish christmas i'm insane but when you hate a made-up holiday that you don't have to partake in and actually takes up very little brain space a boo tomato like and it's, when you frame, not... like, these kind of holidays, like, I work with kids, so I get to luckily to, like, frame it in, like, the eyes of children. They just want to have fun and give somebody a Valentine's. Why don't you just want to have fun and give somebody a Valentine? I feel like it's, like, I think because people get so into the, like, I need to be in a monogamous, committed, defined relationship, which I think is, who told you you had to do that? Go ahead and, like, go to the movies by yourself, buy yourself some chocolate have have a party even if the party is i hate valentine's day like wear pink just wear pink like or do nothing yeah and and it's and actually nothing will change but don't be a valentine's yeah there are very few adult situations where you will be forced to celebrate valentine's day one of them is like working with small children yeah the other is florist literally like the other is hallmark card writer like restaurant workers but even then are you like well i guess you're part you're like surrounded by it Mm -hmm. yeah so to be like i work in an office and i hate valentine's day you've got to go to hell it just reminds me that i'm so single and as someone who has loved to be like i'm so single as someone who actually thrives on saying everyone feel bad for me because i'm single it's truly so fine. I get to celebrate the fact that just, like, love exists. Yes, and, like, do you genuinely not think that there are other kinds of love? Quite. And do you not movie, love anybody else? This movie proves it with 
with not important character with Julia a soldier Roberts. and her son. Julia Roberts soldier be for fucking real. <laughs> soldier Julia Roberts? I forgot that there was wars going on at this time. I was Google I googled oh, yeah. what was going on in 2010, 2009. Yeah. Obama was sending the troops. Oh, Obama sent them troops. Obama sent them. He loved to send them. A little bit too much. I forgot about wars. It's the Obama effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's when there's a handsome black man on screen you forget about war or it's being 12 13 <laughs> i remember war i don't know oh remember when you found out that my cousin <laughs> fought in, in <laughs> afghanistan and you were like <gasps> and i was like yeah that's horrifying it is horrifying but i feel like i knew someone who was at war and my aunt Rudia or my cousin Rudia was at war she was a nurse so like I knew people in the war. Drew can just go to war. I feel like that's very. She went to war to go to college. That's very 1930s of you. Like, Isn't that worse? War. The idea of going to war to go to college is very 1950s. Yeah, and you got fucked in that deal because some people just go into the military, don't even go to war, and go to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very fucked up. War. Speaking of war and um, I don't want to Obama's wrongdoings. <laughs> um, let's talk about the bro code understanding that supposedly you should have with your florist, Patrick Dempsey. So this whole through line of Patrick Dempsey is a cheater, and he's sleeping with uh Jennifer Gardner while he's got a wife. He goes to Ashton Kutcher's flowery, flowerist, flower shop, flautas, <laughs> exactly. And he's like, hey, hey, Mr. Flores, can you keep a secret? I'm Bro fucking two bitches. And then, literally. <laughs> you know how you go to your florist on Valentine's Day and say, I'm a doctor. Can I cut the line? Also, I've got multiple bitches. And one of them's your best friend. So then Ashley Kutcher has a crisis of conscience and is like, oh my God, that's my best friend. And Patrick Dempsey surely has the audacity to say, but we're bros. To a florist you just met? <laughs> Imagine you walk around and you're like, I'm cheating on my wife. Don't tell. You just told. You couldn't even go to two florists? <laughs> you couldn't even be like, hey, this one's for my sister or my mom? Literally, like, she shares your fucking last name. You could have been like, this is my mother. Also, I feel like florists just don't ask. I was just going to say, you could have said nothing at all. You could have just said none of your business. Literally. Your business. I thought that was so. I thought it was. And just, then I liked when he said, like, "Can you just run the card?" I was like, "Ooh, yeah." I, I thought was a little it was angry. Such I know this is like Patrick Dempsey as a dick character, which we don't usually get. I, I know, thought, and I hated it at the time it came out because he's everyone's. I was like, man. he's so sexy and beautiful and perfect and nice. Did you ever see Maid of Honor with Patrick Dempsey? Yes, classic. Just quintessential Patrick Patrick Dempsey is a nice man movie. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is potential terrorist Ashton Kutcher. Because surely... <laughs> because surely Ashton Kutcher breaks through TSA to catch Jennifer Garner from getting on a plane. TSA is running after this... It's 2010. We firmly are afraid of... We firmly have Islamophobia coursing through the veins of this country and through the veins of every airport. And so he's running to Jennifer Garner and they have the audacity to be like, sir, please. And then they let him do his monologue. And then they said, sir, your bag's back at TSA. He would have been shot to the ground, I fear. 
and you don't have shoes on. Nasty. And now you got athlete's foot. You got gout. I, yeah. Potential terrorist Ashton Kutcher. I'm, you're right. And he's like, don't get on the plane. And I'm like, they should have shot you to the ground. <laughs> I wanted to make note of the fact that Ashton Kutcher was playing an Italian. <laughs> at one point he's asked about his flower shop by like a news reporter oh and he's like yeah my grandpa started the shop back in italy oh. <laughs> so he's also like a second generation american <laughs> speaking of immigrants it's okay if they're from italy i was gonna say the white ones are fine it's okay if they're from italy apparently i was just blown away um i also have in my notes Ashton Kutcher had on the Harry Style Elevens. By that I mean the Adidas Sambas. <laughs> oh Jesus! Not the shoes. He- That's I thought you meant like a cardigan. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did have on a cardigan. Uh, one of my notes is never the homophobic American Sign Language sign for gay as a punchline. Did you catch that? No. Um, it's during the oh at the end of the press release when Eric Den is like. I'm gonna play gay. I'm gay and I'm gonna play. I, I'm, I'm I've a, said it five times now because it's my favorite line in the movie. I think it should have been I'm gonna play gay. <laughs> I'm still gonna play gay. I like when Jamie Fox said I stand behind him. Metaphorically. <laughs> the no homo of it all. So, right, homophobic as well. This movie's homophobic. Because, I mean, this isn't expressly homophobic, but it's like that scene is a press junket so it's Eric Dane like I'm still gay. And I'm gonna play, and <laughs> that's right. You better. And say then it. they like the shot pans to the audience of reporters, and then you see the ASL interpreter as a punchline do the sign, the outdated sign for gay, which is a G on your chin, which people no longer use because it is like it's the same places where you sign wrong, so it's like connotated that gay and wrong are the same thing or related. So now you fingerspell gay. Anyway, that's a thing you need to know some american sign language to know but i thought it was extra funny that it was a punchline that it was like i'm eric day and i'm gay and then it was like crowd gasps sign language interpreter sign for gay gay sign that man play gay sign language <laughs> oh no i surely caught that and said no no no, no that's no funny as fuck but not <laughs> oh this movie i got more cliche punch buggy why is that girl driving a uh a punch buggy at 16 surely we all wanted one. Oh my god it's teenage bait it that's what i mean when i say this mo- this movie gave you everything you wanted it we- gave you everything you wanted as a teenager it gives you everything you wanted as an adult yeah. someone like wrote a review that was like uh all of the rom-com tropes are in this movie. And I was like, that was the That's fucking point, bro. Fully the point. How are you going to use that as a negative when that was literally the whole thing? Uh, I'd like to talk about soldier Julia Roberts. Um, I thank her for her service. <laughs> um, the whole movie was like, she's a bitch. She's a soldier and a bitch. And then at the end, you find out she's not a bitch. She's a she's mom. A, she's a mom. Be for fucking real. All moms are bitches. What can you say? Well, you said it. <laughs> and then this movie is like if Modern Love was only a cash grab. Yeah. It's like if Modern Love had empty no thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like phobic modern love. Phobic love. Modern phobe. 
<laughs> I like phobic love. <laughs> but um, overall, I do love the movie. It's silly and it makes you think of being a, a tween. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, the way I went home and like listened to today was a fairy tale over and over in bed. It was like I'm gonna be in love one day and it's gonna be a fairy tale. And I wrote thirteen on my hand in big ugly chunky letters. It was like I hope someone gets me a giant teddy bear. Remember when Taylor Swift had curly hair? Oh my god! It's a big remember. Remember when we were at war and Taylor Swift had curly hair? <laughs> it's a big remember when movie. Bring back homophobic Taylor. I guess they did. They put her in Valentine's Day. Literally. Ugh, this movie. I mean, you might think we hated it. We don't. Well, as a movie buff, this is how I talk about every movie. So <laughs> I don't know what you thought was going to happen, listeners. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for more of these um, because now the can of worms is can of worming. <laughs> the worms are out and loose. I just wanted to watch that movie and couldn't figure out a topic. And I was like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to just talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And Let's we did. Let's talk about it. We did. We talked about it. Nisha these listeners, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for tuning in. Even if it's like July, happy Valentine's Day. Happy love. Like, follow, download, subscribe, wherever you're listening. And if you want more of us and you're just like, oh my God, I can't get enough of you. Oh my God, I want to see pictures of you. Oh my God, Maya probably makes such good memes. You want to know where you should find us? At Nishanese Pod on Instagram and TikTok. That's like niceties, but with an H. Good night. Good night.